It's cool though. I don't want to take the 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 beanie off because the beanie is like part of the it's fit. It's gotta fit. stay. It's cool when they it's, do it. Yeah, it's gotta stay. It's a problem when I do it. All right, fuck them. We we cursing on the podcast, right? I assume we are. I'm gonna use the words that naturally come out my mouth. Yeah, real shit. All right. Oh, this is a good question too. I've been writing questions in my in my notepad that I want to ask for the for the thing. Let's do it. All right, here we go. All right, so first off, what's up, everybody? What's going on? What's going on? You are tuning in to the first episode of Black American Market After Hours. Big P, Big P. After Hours. <laughs> Tell them what After Hours means, sis. Alright, so I'm sure y'all think that this finna be one of them one type of conversations. And at some point in time, it might it be. It will be, yeah, at that point. But in real life, we really just talking about life. Like, y'all see a lot of the business side from both parties. You see a lot of the gems that's dropped on a regular basis. And we really just wanted to kick back and be regular people and get y'all some insight on the conversations that we get to have on a regular basis. Because me and Sis be having, like, crazy conversations, like... Way before we was in business together, we was just having crazy conversations together. Real talk. Like, this is my sister in real life. And I also think it's going to be cool for the people that see, like, black American market stuff. Because most of the time, they don't see me and you in the same space or even interacting. Because every time we hear, it's like some business. High key. You know what I mean? High key. So, like being able to see like the behind the scenes interaction but also just seeing you know the vibes the vibes is undeniable bro no cap and i think (laughs) i think what makes the business part work is because this is the day-to-day nature of the relationship that we have like um i think when i met you you were kind of like at the beginning like the peak of really like pursuing like the o2 collection and diaspora networking yeah. and black american market was really just in like the beta testing yeah of figuring out what it could be yeah and we were able to have a couple conversations and it was a natural like let's work together but let's also figure out how to work together yeah. and make it work for both parties yeah. but the like the natural chemistry from a, a sibling type of relationship was just yeah. naturally there from the beginning definitely definitely yeah, listen, real at the end of the day, real attracts real. Like, that's the power of networking too. Because like, this is probably the biggest success story that I can tell of networking and just meeting somebody that's like minded to where it turns out. Yeah, you never know how it's gonna turn out. But listen, Black American Market after hours, after hours, after hours, chill, 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 after hours. Today we in the store and this actually open. It's not after hours. But th- it's but after my work that. hours. Yeah, I yeah. can tell you that. Yeah, but the whole point of this too is just like you see the business during the day. At the end of the day, you still got to deal with life. You know what I mean? You still got to deal with everything that you deal with. So and life be life, and on both ends, I could tell yeah. y'all that like the positive stuff, and I think social media does a really good job at making like the positives, the yeah. highlight, and the forefront of what people have going on, yeah. but behind every success like that 15 second highlight of success was probably a year and a half of constant grind and like 
effort put into being successful, but you don't really see the lessons that were learned in those yeah. failures. And that's not just in business, like <clears throat> the failed relationships behind people working towards yeah. their goal or like interacting with their kids. Like it's yeah. real life that happened behind it and people don't really see that part. Yeah. Yeah. Real talk. All right. So the first topic I want to talk about. Man, it's, it feels amazing, yo, because we've been talking about doing this podcast for a while, so it feels amazing to really be sitting down and doing it. But the first topic I want to talk about is just this. This is a conversation that we had before, and all the topics that I have, at least for the first, at least for the first season, is literally just conversations that me and sis already had, and I was like, shit, that's a good one, <laughs> and just jot it down like, shit, talk about that for the podcast. When you really doing something positive out here or fucking negative, doing something negative, but doing something when you have some type of motion going on out here, it's going to draw a reaction, an energy. Like I say a saying that love and hate carry the same uh, energy because it's getting a reaction out of somebody. It's passionate when somebody is passionate about what you're doing. Whether it's love or hate, that's a success. I agree. Because you having enough motion that it's invoking a reaction. It's invoking a, an emotion out of somebody. Me, I'm more scared of people seeing what I'm doing and being like, oh, all right, whatever. Just moving on. Like it, it had no effect on them at all. So. So the funny thing about that is... um we actually did just have a conversation about this yeah. and we had a couple real life examples from different standpoints, you know, from yeah. family and, you know, some from business as well. Business too. None that really raised a big enough um, reaction from us to have to yeah. respond differently to yeah. it. But I think the lesson behind us really showed us that impactful motion is really what matter regardless yeah. to the the response that you get and if the response is more positive then you know that the impact that you aim to have is something that you should keep pushing mm-hmm. towards i think something that i learned early on in life and it was crazy i learned it when i found out i was pregnant with ray mm-hmm. i kind of reached a sink or swim standpoint of life because i went from like kind of playing the field in a sense because yeah. i couldn't do nothing wrong right and then it was like all right at 19, a month before you turn 20, you got to tell your family you're pregnant, bro. Yeah. And that's that's a lot. Yeah, that's a lot. So I had to spend some time figuring out how I would become who I wanted to be. And on either end of a decision, I couldn't please everybody. And that was frustrating. Yeah. And then I reached a point where I was like, Mariah, you really not going to please everybody. But the only person that you owe a smile to is yourself yeah so you have to make decisions that if you wake up the next morning and the whole world is against you you still okay with your decisions and i think that was something that like pushing into business that was a a impactful lesson that i had to learn but yeah nah that was some shit that was some shit i was like i can't win for losing yeah (laughs) yeah real life real life What's up, everybody? This is Caleb from the O2 Collection Media. And listen, we all know we're living in a world about attention, right? Everything is about getting traction, getting your likes up, your comments up, your views up, your metrics up. 
But once you start to get a little traction with your business, how do you convert those views, those comments, those metrics into actual dollars in your bank account? That's what we do at the O2 Collection Media. We not only produce high quality content for our customers, but we show them how they can get those views, those metrics into converting actual sales for their products or for their services. It's all about the back end. It's all about converting people that see your posts into actual dollars and actual customers. So if you wanna learn how to do that and work with us, you can go to the o2collection.com. You can fill out our contact form and we can get started. Listen, it's Ramadan. 2023. I'm a little tired. I'm a little hungry. Listless. But this brings up a a good valid point. And I don't know if I had asked you this before or not, but let's say you're in a relationship and your significant other has a different religion than you. Sabrina, don't nobody need all them extra background noises. (laughs) Like, don't nobody need the extra background (laughs) noises. Come on, what's up, bro? Alright, let's say you in a relationship with somebody. Would you be able to be in a relationship with somebody that y'all had different religions? So short answer, I'ma say yes. Long answer is I don't think the religion is what make relationships difficult. I think values that don't align is what make relationships difficult. Because if you take the core of what Christianity was designed behind and you take the core of what, and I highlighted Christianity because by default I identify as a Christian. But if I take the title of any religion away from it and look at the core of this design it was all designed to get closer to the divine power from a spiritual standpoint and to have a level of discipline behind how you operate so if the point is for you to grow spiritually then you pick a religion which would be the discipline and the practice that you follow that, that best that works you yeah, yeah that for fits you. your lifestyle yeah. so if we both agree that you know killing people for fun ain't right yeah. and you know doing people wrong ain't right and valuing the person that you with for who they are and yeah. highlighting the greatness in them and helping them to grow through the difficulties of who they are like if all of that aligns However, you practice growing spiritually doesn't bother me right. as long as our end goal is to continue the core, to grow. Yeah, the core beliefs is aligned, yeah. Exactly. And like you said, I think most it's, it'd be a lot of religious gangbanging. The minister called religious gangbanging. We're like, oh, you got a different name than me, so I'm a, oh, nah, I can't mess with them. But at the end of the day, we believe in the same core things. Because to be honest, my brother is a Muslim. And I'm a Christian. And a lot of our conversations, we agree a lot more than we disagree. And I can't even really think like from a a religious conversation that we had where we've we've never disagreed. It was the approach that we've taken behind the practice. Yeah, I agree with that. I agree with that. So, yeah, long story short, don't use your religion as a reason to gangbang and tell other people that they wrong. Yeah. Because in all religions... 
you're going to come across the same core values. And if you picking and choosing what works for you is not the religion, yeah. it's the person. So yeah. check yourself. Yeah. And I think, too, it's the people, it's people behind every religion that are real followers with true intentions. And it's people that are using other people to their own benefit or using whatever system they can find to their own benefit. That's, you know, it's really... To me, that's what it comes down to. It's people. It's the. It's people of God, and it's people of other than God. It's not. Yeah, you know what I mean, let me tell you, I've run across some Muslims that's used their faith as an excuse for polygamy. Yeah, and I've run across some Christians that use Christianity as as an excuse to judge people and to pick and choose how they was gonna deal with people. And then what they was and what they wasn't going to follow. And at the end of the day, on both ends, it's manipulative and wrong if you're using it based off what works for you. Yeah. Yeah. And and even with the polygamy thing, like, people misunderstand that so much, you know? And and people... (laughs) Talk to them. I got a point, but go ahead and talk to them. I got my baby sitting right here. Listen, I ain't even going to break it all down. You got to, you got to, you got to go ahead. I got my baby staring me right in the eyes. Who's not with the polygamy shit. If it's facts, break it down. It don't apply to you. Break down the facts. Yeah, Real shit. This is the facts. All right. The facts are the whole idea of polygamy was about community development and holding the community together. If you in a space where it's four women to one man, which is what the space the black community is in today. It's about four black women for every one eligible black man. Y'all both looking at me crazy, but this is the truth. I'm listening. You're either going to have a situation where one out of every four women is going to get a husband. Three out of every four women are not, or it's going to have to be polygamy involved. And the whole point of that was a way to respectfully build the community because if we're gonna be honest a lot of niggas is just out here cheating versus saying i'm in a situation where i have multiple wives that i have to tend to and i have to actually take the responsibility of being the man of the household in each of these households so that's not for the weak people use polygamy as a sense of like it just means i get to cheat no it's not cheating in fact you got to be 10 times stronger of a man to be able to handle those responsibilities. You feel me? I'm done. I'm done. Okay. I'm done. I, so, this, wasn't where the, this wasn't where the podcast was going, but let's go. No, because the question is when a man finds a wife, he finds a good thing and obtains, an amazing thing and yes. obtains favor from the Lord. Right. Yes. So the problem with that, you said there's a situation where the the equation is where there's one man to every four women, but all four of those women are not a wife. Mm. And that's from, you know, I never heard it from that angle. Before. And, that's, and true. that's, and that's where I see it is. Are you looking for these different women for wife qualities? And I don't think that there are enough wives being developed in the community. I think that I agree the with point that. being I agree with community that. development is all fine and yeah. dandy if these women are being bred to be wives in the first place. Right. The problem is we got a lot of women that are bred to be 
head of household. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with it because I'm head of household in my life, right? Right. In the life that I live. In my world, I'm head of household. But the practice of being a wife doesn't start when you have a husband. The practice of being a wife is the woman exuding wife qualities as the woman that she is. Exactly. So as a woman, you should be a wife. There's a lot of men... (laughs) There's a lot of men out here using polygamy as an excuse to have multiple women to have sex with in one yeah. household or a and couple well, yeah, households. I, but, I, but I think don't speak about the honorable Elijah Muhammad's <laughs> thing. What What she said with the honorable Elijah Muhammad, that's what Minister Farrakhan said like two or three years ago on Savior's Day. He was like, yeah, basically, I have multiple wives, but like for the people who got wisdom and understanding, one is better. Well, the Bible says that's what the that Quran as well. Says. It, says for the, it says for those who have understanding, yeah. one is better. But- understanding and wisdom. And the thing is with anybody, you're never going to find 100% of the qualities that you want in one person. But you will find the majority of what it is. If you have what you need and the majority of what you want in one person, yeah. you have to make sure that what you're not getting is worth the sacrifice. And That's true. That's true. And I see that. I think that it's not necessarily really a sacrifice. It's compromising down on what your preferences would be. What's up, y'all? What's up? What's up? It is MB the Life Coach, Mariah Bailey, if you know me, the CEO of Black American Market. I'm here to let you know about a phenomenal opportunity that we have for small Black business owners. In September of 2022, we opened our 6,000 square foot store located inside of Potomac Mills Mall in Woodbridge, Virginia. When we opened, we had 10 black businesses on the floor and we have grown to support over 50 with a goal of 100 businesses in 2023. What that means for you is we still have a little bit of space. So if you want to be a part of what it is that we have going on, I need you to go ahead and fill out the vendor interest form so we can go ahead and get you in our storefront. And there's some men that feel like I want a woman that's going to cook gonna clean can make her own bread and you feel me she can she can run the household and the kids cool but that doesn't necessarily mean that that woman is gonna be a leader and can make self-sufficient decisions right you see what i'm saying and sometimes it's a trade-off in things yeah but then he might feel like oh well yeah she got a job yeah she cook yeah the kids taken care of but i need a woman i could trust to make decisions so now he's sneaking and geeking with a chick that like the typical boss chick and but i me but personally i feel like men don't cheat with the chick that's supposed to be the boss chick i don't know maybe i (laughs) maybe maybe i don't know i feel like when men cheat they cheat for a woman that they feel like they can like have power over or influence over and that's not solely based on because the boss chick doesn't mean that she's not easily influenced when it comes to a man yeah 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 Do you want the a mic? Boss chick, Do you yeah, want a mic, Sabrina? The like, boss chick, <laughs> but no, like Sabrina made a good nah, point. Real talk. There's times where, and honestly, like I can speak transparently yeah. as 
a, a spokesperson where like most men that have approached me, it was you got your you got yourself together. You yeah. you know you a businesswoman. Your daughter is you feel me? She together. You together. Like you the typical boss chick. But then it's but you don't got no man. And the assumption is I don't got no man because you feel me. I got low self esteem somewhere right. in between that. Right. And I've seen it often, more often than not, in the like that community of women where they feel like they have to settle for a certain caliber of man. So let me hold on. Let me push back on this for a second. Go ahead. What's, what's, this how is when so when you say settling, what do you mean by settling? Okay. So, so, <laughs> so the woman feels like either she's too accomplished and the men in her field that are equally as accomplished are already married or don't necessarily want her because she's too abrasive or aggressive. And even before I've gotten to this point, I've been told that I was aggressive or that I was abrasive. And at one point in time, this shit offended me. In the space that I'm in now, I think that I've seen where men who can appreciate that quality of a woman that can make her own decisions, irregardless right. to what they got going on. They like, you know what? Yeah. You're going to make your own decisions. It don't matter what I say, but that also means that I have to more, I have to come more concrete with any decisions that I bring to you. And sometimes men in a relationship now, they hate that they are not needed in this average 2023 year old woman, you know? I don't need you. I don't ever need you. I want you with me. And they but see this. And then, they, and then you settle to make him feel like he is needed and you start you start being quiet more. But see, you but, start but not, this. You start not bringing up ideas more to him. You start not. But when, I'm, but when people say, but, but this is what I'm saying, when women say settle, settle, I think that what y'all are talking about is settle for certain behaviors that you don't like but i think that what men are hearing is you settling for a nigga when you could compromise and that well no not even compromise we go back to it's four women for every one black man out here and a black man that has himself together and is not on the fuckery like even even just a regular shadegular dude that just has a job holds down his job, is a father, is, that's, I feel like a lot of, I'm not, I'm not, y'all might catch a stray, you feel me, I'm not saying, I'm not saying this is directed necessarily at y'all, so I don't want to put this at y'all, like y'all, no, like y'all are saying, yet. you know what I mean, like I don't want y'all to catch a stray by me saying y'all. I can say right here, I many, don't want a regular shedegula nigga, I don't want the regular shedegula. But this is what I'm trying to say, many women, I feel like, say, I want to, I want like this boss ass top dollar nigga, but at the end of the day, or just top dollar man, we'll just take it generally. This high dollar top value man, but what you bring into the table, if you just look at it realistically, it's like you're just a regular person. He's just a regular person. Y'all would be great evenly yoked together, but a lot of people don't have the self-awareness to see I'm coming to the table regular, but I want somebody that's way up on the food chain. You feel me? So let's backtrack. So you and you, y'all can say, 
I want the top, top, top because y'all bring the top, top, top. But most of these chicks out here don't bring the top, top, top. Let's just be honest. Says back to slavery. <laughs> bro, now niggas is back to slavery, bro. Like what? Black men and black women have always protected each other. Like, so we're not going to start the gender war. I like. do. And and what I will say is I agree with you that black men and black women have protected each other. I think the problem is that black men and black women have not been on the same page, page of what protection yeah, that's what looks it is. like. That's what it is. So when a woman is being page. 